while you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With Wednesday's 830 on the Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include a shooting that leaves one dead in Minneapolis, plus a visiting player helps fill the barn tonight and previews a big event in Minneapolis next week. But we start with full coverage of the Burnsville first responders honored in a memorial service on Wednesday. It was a day that stopped the Twin Cities in its tracks. And now, a little over a week later, the finality of it all is sinking in. Thousands pouring into an Eden Prairie church to remember Burnsville police officers Matthew Ruge and Paul Elmstrand and Burnsville firefighter paramedic Adam Finseth. All three were gunned down during a domestic violence call in Burnsville earlier this month, the suspect killing himself. Burnsville Police Chief Tanya Schwartz thanked her fellow officers and told them she has their backs. For those who struggle, and there will be struggle, we will get through this together. We will take care of each other. Be strong, be courageous, and remember our communities need us. Burnsville Fire Chief B.J. Youngman telling the crowd paramedic Adam Finseth, who started his career in the Army, had a servant's heart and actively sought out honorable professions during his too short life. These examples don't speak of a man seeking glory. These are examples of an honorable man serving honorably. We're really getting an intimate look at the three heroes who died in the line of duty at this service. Grieving the loss has been beyond words for so many. Officer Pete Mueller recalled Officer Matthew Ruge and his actions in the early morning hours of February 18th, trying to resolve an unimaginably chaotic and dangerous situation, trying to negotiate with the suspect with seven children inside the home. Officer Pete Mueller recalling Officer Matthew Ruge and his actions on the early morning hours of February 18th, trying to resolve a chaotic and dangerous situation, trying to negotiate with the suspect with seven children inside the home. He says Ruge left them with remarkable gifts. For example, I noticed that I'm saying I love you a lot this last week and a half, and I'm hearing I love you a lot too. And we're greeting each other with hugs. And I've noticed the outpouring of support for police officers and first responders and our families in a way that I've never seen before. In Eden Prairie, Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Taylor Rivera. I'm here along the processional route in Burnsville where mourners wait to pay their respects and emotions are running high. Uh, I really thought it was important to be here today um, because I've seen firsthand the impact that uh, these heroes have had in our community. Um, kind of working in the local community, uh, I've seen some of them respond to situations and just be here to support us. It's a uh, tough thing. It's the people, is this lady and the others that are out here. It's like everybody needs to show their their support for their law enforcement and seeing all the other cities' law enforcement, their cars running around and taking over. It's yeah. just, 
it's such a wonderful thing. The route will end near the Burnsville Police Department. Drivers in the South Metro can expect road closures and traffic delays. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Hennepin County Attorney's Office is hosting its first ever expungement clinic today at the Twin Cities Urban League in North Minneapolis. An expungement seals an individual's records and prevents that information from being accessed by the public. A process Nadia El Negdi, Assistant Hennepin County Attorney, says can initially be daunting. There are so many different eligibility considerations, plus a filing fee, plus service requirements. So if you were to petition in the normal course of business, you would be required to serve a copy of the petition that you fill out to every single agency that was involved in the prosecution of your offense. For hundreds of individuals, it's an opportunity to move forward, an opportunity long overdue to put their past behind them. Reporting in North Minneapolis, Ari Bergeron, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. We're in the midst of a brief cold snap, but this coming Sunday will feel like early May, according to WCCO radio meteorologist Paul Douglas. And he says while March can bring plenty of snow, he's doubtful that will be the case this year. I wouldn't take that bet just based on the trends the last couple of months. It could still happen, but again, winter, put a fork in it. We bounce back to 50 tomorrow, Paul says, up to 69 by Sunday. I'm Steve Simpson. Uber and Lyft drivers making their voices heard during a city council committee meeting yesterday, many of them expressing support for an ordinance that would pay a minimum of $1.40 per mile and 51 cents per minute while transporting riders on any trip within city limits. I'm not asking anything more than what I should get. I believe in working and working hard, and that's what I have been doing. But... What's missing in this equation is fairness. If this all sounds familiar, it is. The drivers tried last year to get a similar ordinance passed at both the city and state levels, but failed. The rideshare companies have threatened to pull out of the city if the measure goes through. It passed the committee yesterday. will be heard again on March 7th. A quadruple shooting in Minneapolis yesterday afternoon. It happened around 1.30 near the intersection of Franklin and Chicago, just south of downtown. That's where Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara says three people and a fourth person who fled the scene were suffering from gunshot wounds. One victim did not have a pulse and was shortly thereafter pronounced dead on scene. A second victim was critically injured and that individual was transported to the hospital. A third person who was also shot and on the scene had a non-life-threatening injury. And while the officers were on the scene here, a fourth individual who was injured with a non-life threatening gunshot wound, uh, self-transported to the hospital. The victims are being reported as three men and one woman. Police say they believe there was more than one shooter at the scene, which is being called a hot spot for crime. In South Minneapolis, I'm Taylor Rivera. News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. A tentative agreement has been reached that looks to keep thousands of Twin Cities janitors who clean big box stores and office buildings off the picket line. SEIU Local 26 leaders announced the deal early this morning that they say includes 17% wage increases, improved health care plans, and for the first time ever, paid holidays. Around 500 workers had authorized a March 4th strike date. Finally today, it's a big night for hoops fans in Dinkytown. And tonight's the Gopher women's basketball game at a sold-out Williams Arena. Could look more like an away game as Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes are in town. Former Gopher player and coach Lindsey Whalen telling our Chad Hartman that Clark has certainly exceeded all expectations. Her sophomore year, I was like, gosh, she's got a chance to be probably the best player to ever play in the Big Ten. And then last year, when she was a junior, there was like this jump she took that I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen a player in college when I when I coached that 
that played with that type of just force coming up the floor. Tip-off set for 8 o'clock at the barn. It's also senior night for the Gophers. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to 830 on the go. You can find each day's on the go and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsey Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.